right, everybody. Welcome to Unscripted Unlimited here on the Everything Unscripted Podcast Network. I am your host this evening, Doug Hummer, and I feel like I'm having flashbacks because I am joined by somebody who actually helped get me my start in podcasting from the wrestling outlet, Boxman is here. Box, how the hell you doing? Oh, doing good, man. And I'm uh, glad you opened with that 45 seconds of nostalgia right there. Yeah, that was... Uh, I Well, we always try to make sure we have uh, the right theme for uh, the right theme for the topic. I knew uh, that uh, this would provide happy flashbacks for you. Uh, yeah. yeah, most definitely. And... Uh, but yeah, no, it's Box. It's great to have you here. You know, like uh, we were saying uh, before we went on, uh, before we went on air, this is the first time. As long as you and I have uh, known each other in the podcasting world, and as many times as we've done shows together, this is actually the first time you and I have been on a show alone. Yeah, it's always been like you and me and Anthony, or you and me and Eric, or. You know, you, me, Eric, and a bunch of other people or someone yeah. on the show. We've never yeah. been just me and you sitting down uh, talking shit, if you will. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, back in the THC days, there was always you, me, and uh, you, me, and Shaheen. Yeah, we've yeah. never – I've done stuff alone with Anthony. I've done mm-hmm. stuff alone with Shaheen. Lord help me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, Sheen's a good guy, man. I, I got nothing against Sheen. It, it was, it, there's, you know what? there's he no, gave, no bad blood. Yeah. You know what? He gave me, you know, you guys gave me my start in podcasting. So, of course, uh, um, you know, I, owe, I, I owe you guys that much. Uh, and everybody else that listens to me every week has that much against you. But, uh, so, yeah, now, now everyone that, that hates you now hates me. Great. Okay. <laughs> oh, it was that asshole. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, oh, we, we got this guy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but uh, all right, so try to get back on topic. Or we always we always go off the rails pretty early. Uh, <laughs> man, it's just like the THD days. Uh, oh yeah. Um. So tonight's topic is uh box. It's pretty much your favorite sitcom, right? I would call this definitely my favorite sitcom. Uh, yeah, okay. most definitely. Yeah. All right. So, so we're going to be talking Night Court. And uh, for, for anybody that doesn't know, Night Court was a sitcom that ran on NBC from uh, 1984 to 1992. It, it, in January of 1984, it came in as a mid-season replacement. Uh, ran for 13 episodes that first season and then ran eight other seasons and – and Box, I, if you didn't know this, I'm, I would be surprised, but they're bringing it back. I did know about that. I've been hearing about it. I, I, I think it's uh, Harry's daughter. Is, I think it's his real daughter. Um, it's supposed to be the, the focus of the show. It's going to be interesting, but nothing's going to beat the original, man. It's just, and, and none of these reboots are ever what you think they're going to be. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to hear it. Uh, the one that's uh, the person that's actually playing uh, Abby Stone is actually uh, Mer- Melissa Rauch, who was Bernadette on uh, Big Bang. Okay, I got you. Uh, which, okay. by the way, she actually she she's very funny. Uh, she can also 
well, the character of Bernadette on the Big Bang Theory was a complete bitch, but uh, she had her she had her funny moments. Right. So, uh, and John Morquette's going to be on there. Uh, Unfortunately, he's. I mean, there's only a couple still alive out of that show. Yeah, I think Marcia Warfield, who played Roz, is going to be on there. Okay, she's still alive. She's actually. Uh, if you watch Nine One One, she plays. Uh, Hen's mother on that show. Okay. Uh, yeah, I so don't know. Go, 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 ahead. go, go. No, I was done. I was done. Uh, uh, Richard Mole has not been contacted yet. Uh, neither has uh, Marky Post. Or is, is uh, the guy who played Max still alive? No, neither is Marky Post. So it's going to be hard to contact her too. Oh wait, a minute. they passed. Mar. Uh, I know Charles Robinson passed uh, a few years ago, and Marky Post passed, I believe, at the beginning of the year. I can double-check my uh, thing here. My wife was sad because she's in a ton of those uh, Hallmark movies. So, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. 2021 passed away in – yeah. Yep, passed away in 2021, August 7th. That was oh, yeah. and Mac, Mac died. Mac died uh, July 2021. Yeah. Wow. Within a month of each other, man. Now I remember that. Now. I know Harry Anderson passed. Yeah, Harry Anderson also passed. So, really, I mean, you got Roz, who um, was you know pretty popular on the show. You got um, Bull and John Larroquette. That's really. That's really it. Of the main. I mean, there was a lot of people that went in and out of this cast. Obviously, if you watch the show, you can see that from the first season to the second season. They just kept kind of trying to find the right pairing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah she she uh, she passed away in 2021. Also, I it was a rough time. I feel time. like I feel time. like I sh- I feel like I should have known that. Uh I mean, I mean, man, the, the news don't report stuff like they used to, you know? They, they don't report deaths anymore. It's just all about uh, politics. Well, I mean, I remember how sad I was when Harry Anderson passed. Yeah. Harry Anderson to me was, I mean, I've always been a fan of magic and stuff like that. I mean, I've said it before. I know it's kind of goofy and nerdy to say, but I've always been a fan of magic. Not only the the tricks, but how easy the tricks are when you find out the secret is. I think we all know tricks are secrets by now and, you know, magic isn't real. But, um, so he was kind of like, always kind of like a, like a role model for me. (laughs) So it was definitely, it definitely hit me when, uh, when Harry Anderson passed. Yeah. I I remember, uh, I was still, I was still working at Target at the time and, uh, I was just on my break and a buddy of mine comes in who, kind of shares the same love of certain sitcoms like uh, like I did. He comes in looking, you know, just kind of gloomy, you know, more than mm-hmm. usual. And he goes, uh, I go, what's wrong? He goes, Harry Anderson passed. I go, Night Court Harry Anderson? He goes, yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, fuck. I know, man. And he, I mean, I, I, Awful times, man. And then like I said, it seemed like the other two seemed to go recently after. It was just kind of like one, two, three. Never good. Never good. Yeah, but. no, it's not uh, – no, so that sucks. But, yeah, like 
No, those three, because it would have been, I think it would have been funny, uh, you know, to have, because I I did enjoy the character of Mac on the show, and I enjoyed uh, Christine Sullivan on the show. I thought they were both good, Mm -hmm. and obviously Harry made the show. Uh, Right. But, all right, so the funny thing about Night Court and Box, you should be able to, uh, you know, you probably know a little bit more about this, because you are... uh, going to try to be as flattering about this as possible, but, you know, you are a little older than I am. Uh, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, back in the 80s, uh, you know, the mid-80s, sitcoms were really picking back up for NBC, you know, around 80, uh, 82, 83, 84. Uh, Family Ties was, you know, one of NBC's gems. But they were still having trouble trying to get, you know, other sitcoms up and rolling. Uh, as a matter of fact, in the 83 to 84 television season, uh, you know, they had already had a few sitcoms that failed. This uh, night court had been developed, but nobody was really hopeful for anything. But you put it right. in that Thursday night time slot, which for years, I think up until Friends ended, Thursday nights on NBC was the place was the place to be for whatever sitcom. Uh, and Night Court, as long as they were in that Thursday night spot, like they kind of just flourished. Yeah, they did really well on that spot. And I mean, they kind of stayed in that spot. They never really moved nights. And yeah, the show was a big hit. It obviously lost steam about well, five years in. It lost steam because but... it did move to Wednesday. That you're, you know what? You're right. I remember that. You're right. Because I, I mean, I used to watch this show back when I was a kid. My, my, my mom and dad loved it too. So I do remember sitting there watching this show with, with yeah. my parents many a night. Um, and it's crazy. Some of the people you saw on that show who became just absolute megastars after that show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, like that Thursday night time slot, and I think it was Thursday night, like when it first started, it was Thursday nights at 9 o'clock, and we've seen other sitcoms, uh, and the best example I could come up with is, is Seinfeld. Uh, mm. You know, Flourish, Thursday night time slot, 9 p.m., uh, and, you know, Seinfeld had uh, had a long run with that. As a matter of fact, they might actually be the ones that knocked Night Court out of the spot. Hmm. Might maybe. I don't know that. I don't know that. I don't know. But you, I mean, it could have been. It did run that. I mean, my God, when did Seinfeld start? Eighty-nine or ninety, right? Was it really? Wow. Time does fly, man. Yeah. Uh, Crazy. But yeah, no, like that that time spot, and trust me, because I do, because we've done a lot of stuff, you know, over the last couple of months as far as like sitcoms go, and I would, you know, do my research, because uh, that's what professionals do. Uh, but, uh, or people that say they're professional. Uh, right. And, uh, right, yeah. but, um, and, you know, just looking up, like, the different spots. And NBC always had, like, a successful run. And, yet, yeah, like, Thursday nights was NBC's night. 
and like I know they also tried to kind of transition and try to make Tuesday nights their night, but it seems like, especially like those big three, they always uh, like they had specific nights that they knew they were going to draw an audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the networks knew which night and third, but I mean, it was just always that prime time slot. It just depended on which network, which night, but there was always something to watch, man. There was always something good on. It was, you know, you just always has had great TV back then. And like you said, you know, Family Ties was a great sitcom before that, Night Court. Um, and there were plenty of them that came, you know, after this. And, I mean, I used to watch Dukes of Hazard. I used to watch Incredible Hulk, all, you know, all that shit. So this was just another one to watch for me, man. Yeah, no, definitely. And I remember watching I'm pretty sure – uh, my parents uh, watched this show too. I know my grandparents did because, uh, you know, they watched just about uh, every sitcom, uh, you know, they just about, about watched every sitcom that, you know, had ever been on. Uh, mm. I got reacclimated with this show when uh, uh, TV Land, yeah, TV Land uh, started mm-hmm. airing it in 2005. I mean, it only lasted a couple of months, but that was all I really needed because I went through the whole series like two or three times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a not a hard watch, man. You know, if you, get, if you can watch it without commercials, they're like twenty three minutes minute episodes, and you can burn through a season pretty fast. Oh yeah, I was I found that out today. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, but I'll I'll tell you this right now. Now the premise of the show is of. Uh, the pilot episode shows Lana Wagner, who was the court clerk at the time. She's played by Karen Austin. We'll get into her in a, a couple minutes because she just pretty much disappeared from the face of the earth. Well, as far as the mm-hmm. show goes. Uh, so she's waiting in the office for the new judge to arrive. Uh, the mayor on his last day in office hired a new judge, uh, Bull, who's like, he was what, like seven foot? You know, I got to say he was six eight because John Larroquette is six four, and when they were side by side, there wasn't that much difference. I would say he's probably six eight. We could double check that as you're talking, real quick. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, Bull comes in and asks you know where the new judge is, and you know then. Uh, Gail, who was the who was the uh, uh, defense attorney uh, for that pilot episode, she comes in along with Dan Fielding, played by John Lorquette, and they're waiting for the judge. And then all of a sudden, this guy comes in, not dressed in a suit or anything, not dressing, doesn't have the robe on, just comes in regular street clothes. So they have no idea who he is. And then he basically just sits on the window ledge watching the couple and the building across the street, you know, have sex. And uh, <laughs> uh, so then they're like, look, the judge isn't here yet because a guy comes in uh, wanting the judge to sign a package. The judge isn't here yet. And Harry goes, oh, yes, he is. <laughs> but just like, and, and I still contend to this day, and I've told countless people, that I still think Night Court had one of the greatest pilot episodes ever. 
Huh. I guess for a sitcom, probably. For a sitcom. Well, I mean, I mean, a sitcom pilot episode, yes. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a really good episode, a funny episode too. And yeah, I, I love when he's talking over, and he just goes, "Couldn't you just die?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it it really was some good stuff, and yeah, it really did it completely. It really set up the whole premise of the whole show, not just the whole one show, but the actual whole. Like what the show was going to be about from here to the end. This is yeah. what it was. What's funny too, Box, is like when he sits down to talk, uh, you know, for his first court session, and he goes, "So how the hell are you tonight?" And, <laughs> <it's> just, <laughs> and you could just look over at Lana's face. He's just like, "Oh my god." Yeah, we're screwed. <laughs> but my favorite line in the movie is when he looks at the defendant, Phil Kerr, and goes, come on, Phil, one more flip of the coin. Heads, I send her up the river. Tails, I set her free. He goes, every time you flip that coin, it turns up heads. And Harry goes, of course it does. It's a double-headed coin. (laughs) You didn't believe in luck, did you? (laughs) And the whole fucking, the the whole crowd loves it. Lana's about to cry because she's like, that son of a bitch. (laughs) All right. Yeah, I was. You're right, man. Like, it was great. Yeah, that line still gets me. Like I watched it the other night, and I was just, I was up here dying. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. I saw it this morning, and I was cracking up. I'm like, holy shit, this show was so good. It was yeah. so good. Yeah, no, this show like is fantastic, and uh, you know, great cast of characters. I mean, you know, some of them unfortunately it didn't last like in season one like i i liked the cast from season one like i liked liz the the defense attorney mm. uh i like i liked lana and i i want to kind of get into that because she only like she was done after 10 episodes right i think 10 or um i think well, she was in the credits for all 13 Yes, she was, but I don't think she was either not showing up or they expected her to return or something, but she was just gone. Just well, never came back. I don't know if there was a story. I never read a story. I, the only thing I read was that she was asked to leave. Huh. Maybe that uh, that uh, tenth episode where she went crazy wasn't exactly a uh, – maybe that wasn't exactly far from uh, from from the truth. Well, that's when she had the flu or whatever, right? Yeah, and then whatever pills they gave her made her go nuts. I don't know. I don't know what was going on, but uh, yeah, she just kind of, she just kind of up and left. And you're right, she just sort of disappeared off the show. And but it, it was funny because I always noticed she was in the credits too, like they were expecting her to return. And then season two comes, and we got Mac, right? Of, yeah, she, yeah, yeah, like he started like right away. Well, because the last couple of episodes, they had that girl, uh, Charlie, and she wasn't even in the credits. No, the, uh, and she was, um, she was that lady from the, from Poltergeist, I think. Yeah. She's been in a few scary movies. She's, she's, uh, she, she's funny, that lady, but she played her usual self in this movie. Yeah. So she, uh. (laughs) But, but yeah, so she 
did uh but so she was in the last two episodes which mm-hmm. uh those last two episodes the one being about uh you know bull babysitting <laughs> uh, and, and, and yeah he is six eight by the way yeah but he just like uh he was babysitting like i i love it and i know you said you got through like the first 11 episodes right uh-huh but i i remember him i've, I've watched this show more than once all the way through right uh so like today but or not today but like in that uh episode 12 of season one like he was tired he missed the first half of the session and then he falls asleep standing up and just falls over and like you hear this big thud and, mm. and then it takes about 10 people to get him into his office yeah. Get him in the in the Harry's chambers, and then he walks away. He goes, "I'm sorry, Your Honor, my baby needs me." And they're just like, "Did he say baby?" Yep. Oh yeah, that's right. And he wasn't actually babysitting. Well, he was, but he wasn't supposed to be. Well, he wasn't supposed to. He ended up uh, with the child in his care because the mother had uh, taken longer at her job interview than expected. Yeah, they kind of inferred that she went to get drugs kind of i mean the job yeah but i don't think she actually yeah they they said they said that but it's just like she just ran away because she was afraid of you know being a single mom yeah i know and i the, the girl that played the mom was actually a guest star on nypd blue of course for one episode is there going to be a lot of tie-ins between this show and NYPD Blue? Actually, there's not a lot. That her and like two others, but there's not a lot of tie-ins between this show and there's a lot of tie-ins, just like I said, of people that became mega stars after this show. I mean, I'm sure we're going to get into some of the guest stars. So, um, yeah, don't want to give uh, them away yet. Yeah. I'm not going to give them away yet, but uh, no, there's not. Well, that many one of them's tie-ins. coming up, and uh, well, we can talk about one of them from episode two. I know, uh, man. That was always a crazy thing that he shows up right there in episode two. Yeah, uh, yeah. Michael Michael J. Fox, of course, is who we're talking about. Who, by the way, was already in the middle of a successful uh, television show himself. You know, called Family Ties. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure, Fox. I'm pretty sure you've heard of it, right? I have heard of it. It <laughs> uh, was a great little show. I liked that show back then, and I used to watch that one too. But uh, yeah, he was right in the middle of that whole whole thing, and then um, next thing you know, here he is, and he played a dick. Oh, he played was a, a little not yeah. this fucking show. He was a little fucking oh, yeah. Uh, I wanted to slap a little fucker. Yeah. And, all right, and what's funny too is that, like, you know, he's he's on Family Ties, and for anybody that has Pluto, fam, or Pluto TV, Family Ties has its own channel on there. Oh my God! And and you also got to remember, a year after this was, so he was probably filming Back to the Future during this, also, because it came out the next year. So it was either filming. Wrapping up, filming, getting close, but he was probably in the middle of making this movie too. Yeah. And yeah. and by the way, like back to the and we actually did an episode. Uh, uh, we did a pe- uh, episode on Back to the Future, actually just about a month ago. Uh, 
So, and I forgot how much I forgot how much I liked that movie. But yeah, uh, yeah. And what's funny too about Back to the Future is Michael J. Fox originally was not supposed to be on that or in that movie because he didn't think he could get the time off from Family Ties. Uh. Huh. So they got they got Eric Stoltz instead, but then he, you know, he didn't work out. So they pretty much had to bag NBC to let Michael J. Fox, you know, do the movie. Yeah. I'm glad he did, man. Those movies are great. I'll tell you what. About a month, funny. About a month ago, me and my son sat down on a on a Saturday and watched all of them and loved them. He loved them. My my middle kid, my uh, nine year old. Now, well, now almost ten. Now ten year old almost 10 year old. So he loved it. He absolutely loved it. Yeah. Well, they're hard not to love box. I know he sat there and watched all three with me and I was like, damn dude, you've been sitting here for a while. (laughs) Yeah. I remember, uh, I remember the first time I saw, uh, those movies with my dad because it was like the same thing. I was probably the first time I can actually ever remember like actually sitting down and actually, like, watching the movie from start to finish. Because my dad used to, you know, back when uh, movies were on uh, pay-per-view, uh, mm-hmm. which was a long time ago, uh, uh, now the only movies that are on pay-per-view are ones that your son shouldn't be watching. Uh, true, true. But, um, like... My dad would always, instead of going to the store and buying the buying the VHS tape, he would just pay the three bucks uh, for the pay per view and just tape them off there. Uh, and Back to the Future One was one of the movies that he had taped. And I remember I was probably, I want to say I was maybe about seven or eight the first time I actually watched. I I fully remember watching the movie with him. Nice. Great uh, movies, man. All three of them are good. All three are good. Absolutely. Uh, but, all right, so back to Michael J. Fox doing uh, this episode of Night Court. Of course, this episode of Night Court is it's after Christmas, by the way. Uh, well, actually, right. it, was filmed, it was filmed before Christmas because a lot of these episodes were actually filmed at the end of 1983, but they didn't air until 84. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like you said, they were shopping around for this show to get picked up, and it wasn't easy. Yeah, no. A lot of people had uh, had reservations about this show. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it paid off. But, uh, like, so uh, this guy comes in. He's telling everybody he's Santa Claus. And then he had these two runaways come in, one of them being Michael J. Fox, and he was he was a little shit, like he said. But you know, in the end, like everything, you know, kind of turned out okay and all that. Uh, well, it's a sitcom. Everything gets settled in thirty minutes or twenty three. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and that's how that's life, right? Exactly. Oh, um, <laughs> so, I mean, well, for. Certain people, it doesn't take 30 minutes to settle something. Usually they stew about it for days. Uh, Yeah. But uh, another, like, again, like season one had some of its, like, best episodes, including, uh, and, you know, you watched uh, them today. 
the episode where uh, they were trying to get his file so they could see his age, but they ended up getting his criminal record. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a great one, too, man. <laughs> that ends the best. That's one of the best endings. He, he, he got in the pool to guess his own age. Who did he pay the money to? Who did he have paid? I mean, th- that was always my question after that episode. He, I'm a, he wins. Who, who made the bet? Oh, oh, I I have no idea, but I do know that uh, Eric, are you there? Yes, sir. Hello, boy. Right. How are you? Oh shit. Uh, all right, so now Box, Box and I have our parental supervision. <laughs> <laughs> we need it. We need it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, sorry, I'm late. No, you're you're good. You're good. Uh, oh yeah. But all right, so but yeah, in that in that episode, uh, by the way, the character of Craven, the uh, the he was just a Pretty much, he was a tabloid reporter, right, Box? Yes, he was. Yeah, per, they, yeah exactly. Like, not, they were making fun of National Enquirer reporters. Yeah. Uh, yep. But he's just like, uh, by the way, uh, the actor who played him was uh, Terry Kaiser. Uh, Terry Kaiser of, uh, he was in the first weekend of Bernie's, right? He always plays a scumbag. He is yeah. always a scumbag in every movie. He's typecast as a scumbag. Okay. <laughs> some some actors are actually good at that role, though. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Many actors are very. There's. I know you can think of many actors that always play either villains or scumbags, but this guy always plays a dirty, low-down, just slimy scumbag in everything he's in. Right. Uh. All right, so so in this episode, like they're trying to, uh, they get his criminal record. Craven's trying to get the file. La, uh, Lana uh, stuffs the file down her shirt, <laughs> and then she hands the file to Harry. She goes, "I'm sorry, I got the." And Harry just looks, and she he's just like, "What else do you have down in there?" <laughs> you know. Some of the humor in this show is pretty, even for the 80s, was kind of racing. The There was some very, especially later in the latter episodes, their humor gets a little racier, especially with Dan, um, John Larroquette's character. They, they get pretty edgy, and some of the race stuff, and even some of the race jokes they touch on, I don't think would be allowed today. I don't think a lot of the jokes oh, they no. say. Show. No, no, absolutely not. No, uh, and Dan. Uh, by the way, the character of Dan Feeling, uh, he was was a dick, but he was funny. Like some of his one-liners were funnier than shit. And and you know he didn't start off as the womanizer that everybody know him as at the end of it. If you notice, when he starts off, he's kind of this very ultra uber conservative, you know, smoking a pipe and very proper. And then season two happened. <laughs> and for some reason, they decided to make him this kind of playboy, womanizing character. And it was a little weird that they did it, but it fit him well. 
And he played the character to a T until he had to play another character in way later episodes with, you know, the with Phil and everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, no, he did uh, – he was a fantastic – and I'm glad he's coming back for the reboot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he hasn't had the – the most star-spangled career, but I mean, you know, I always remember him, you know, from not Night Court, he did the movie with John Candy, he did Summer Rental. He was in that movie, and you know, it, it, boy, does he look tall in that movie with the, with the kids, and yeah, you know, I'm almost, I'm, I'll be damned, was that, was the wife in that movie, Lana? I think she that? was in that. Wasn't she? Hold on, I think she played his wife, which means John Lorquette would have done many scenes with her. Now you got me wondering. Keep talking. I'll look. I have my phone right here. <laughs> uh, oh, all right, good. Yeah, I can keep. <laughs> I forgot. I'm actually supposed to be the host of this thing. Uh... <laughs> I'm so box. I'm so used to. And again, this goes back to the THD days. I'm so used to being on a show with you and you being the one in charge. That is her. I did not, you know, I got to tell you, I never fucking put that together until this moment in my brain, Summer Rental, the movie he's in, she's a love interest, not a love interest, but they hang out together a lot in that movie. Holy shit, I never put that together. Now, was that before or after Night Court? Summer Rental was in, hold on, I just had it pulled up. 85, so it would have been... Wow, so, so it was probably filming during this. All right, but she would have been gone because she only did the first 10 episodes in 84. Yeah, so she would have either been already disappeared from this epi- from this show for whatever reason that might be, but her her and John Larroquette linked back up in, uh, in Summer Rental. Oh my God, why does my brain not work like that sometimes? Like, all right, it, now I'm like... It, somebody's got to do some like investigative reporting or something and see like what the hell happened with her. Cause I thought her character was pretty good. Now I'm starting to wonder if maybe she left the show to film this fucking movie. John Larroquette was not in this movie, but like three or four scenes. So he could have done this thing in, in, in a week or two, but she was in this movie all the throughout the movie. So Maybe she left to film this. Maybe she was, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah, like I said, like I have read something a couple days ago, or actually not even a couple days ago. I read it this morning uh, that, you know, she was asked to leave. Huh. Uh, and, um, well. um yeah, I, I, I don't know. That's like, <laughs> that's like, what. and there's been many sitcom mysteries over the years. Uh, you know, like, you know, in happy days, why they got rid of the oldest son, uh, you know, family members, family members, what the hell happened to Judy? Brady Bunch, why the fuck did they bring in Oliver? I mean, many questions to be asked. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) and it'll be done on different episodes where we talk about the different shows, but, uh, Like, all right, but Eric, since you're here, we'll engage you into the conversation. Uh, uh-huh. Have you ever seen the show? No, I haven't, but it, it sounds interesting. <laughs> it's very I interesting. Mean, I can have, uh, I'll ask questions if, if 
if you don't mind. Well, I've got a uh, – all right. She Okay, I, I, see, I see the one you're looking at here. It says, sadly, she was asked to leave the show after being diagnosed with Bell's palsy. That's what happened. Oh, after her departure, she was uh, she landed a, she was on CSI Miami, whole day down, ER, Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero, Desperate Housewives, and more. So yeah, that's she what was happened. Nine hundred two one zero. she was in nine hundred two one zero for a little while. I don't remember. I didn't really watch that show a lot, but okay. So she had Bell's palsy. Okay, that uh, that makes that makes a little bit of What's sense. What's her name? Karen Austin. Pretty shitty. They fired her okay. for that. that uh, that'd be uh, that again. Another thing that probably would not be allowed in 2022. They wouldn't be allowed yeah. to fire her for being diagnosed with Bell's palsy. It says she was asked to leave. I guess you know, back in the 80s, they didn't have the same. Uh, I mean, I know they had SAG and everything, but I guess uh, I don't know. It's very weird. And it's funny. You look at a picture now. It doesn't look like she has Bell's palsy. I mean, you know, Jr. has you know a little bit of. You can see in you know Jim Ross, but she looks actually very beautiful. The picture I'm looking at of her. Yeah, I mean, well, for certain people, it can be like it, it can last forever. Other, uh, you know, others it, it doesn't. I know uh, one of my uh, buddies back home in uh, in Buffalo, he uh, suffered a bout with Bell's palsy probably about five years ago, uh, mm. and you know. Last time I saw him, he really didn't look any different. Same ugly bastard nice. I've known for 20 years. But, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't have to worry about him getting offended because I know he doesn't listen to this show. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, but yeah, no, that, that sucks. Like, she. Like I said, I like the character of Lana. I thought she would have been a great, uh, you know, she would have been a great love interest for Harry, you know, had they gone through with that. I think she was one of the potentials until she left. They brought in Mac. But I think the replacement for the potential love interest was uh, season two. And uh, you had mentioned uh, when Billy when Billy came in for about uh, what, like, ten episodes or something. No, she was in. Uh, she came in for that entire. She twenty-two episodes that season. She was only not in three. Three, okay. So yeah, she came in for that whole season. But uh, I got to tell you, even I had a crush on her. Oh, she was gorgeous. Yeah. Like I was kind of drooling mm. over her today. But uh... Ellen Foley is her name. She was actually yeah. she did it. She was in Cocktail for about five minutes. The movie Cocktail with Tom Cruise in 1988 too. I yeah. picked her out in a half a second. I'm like, oh, there she is. <laughs> yeah, she. Uh, by the way, she's also she's also a singer. Yeah, which is what she's most known for. Uh, oh, she is. Yeah. Well, that's what her Wikipedia page said. Uh, no, she's been on Broadway. She has four albums by herself, and she even was. Uh, she even did a couple songs at Meatloaf. So definitely a uh, a singer. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, like yeah, she was going to be the 
So, like, they had her kind of pegged as the potential love interest, but then she got (laughs) – but then she got asked to leave at the end of season two because the the, – the producers or, you know, whoever, the people in charge were not, they thought that her relationship with Harry kind of depicted more of a brother-sister relationship instead of, you know, love interest. Yeah, they thought the love interest chemistry was just not there. So, yeah, it's it, it, weird. And they kind of made it that way because they kind of made her, like, this not taking Harry serious character. So I got to tell you, I think it was the producer, whoever was writing, it was their fault, in my opinion, because like I said, she was always the joking, nothing, don't take anything, you know, anything seriously. But I think they kind of painted themselves in a corner to where that's what people were going to depict of them because that's what they showed with her was she didn't give a fuck. She was just there to kind of tease them. Is what what it what it made it out to be. Now, now there was a couple of episodes where, like, you know, the one episode where he had to have surgery because uh, they thought like something was seriously wrong with him. It turns out he just swallowed a whistle. Uh, <laughs> uh, and by the way, I'm not lying about that. I watched the episode earlier. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, but and like she was all upset and she's just like you need to have these tests done and then when she found out he swallowed a whistle or he he swallowed a whistle she's just like really I poured my heart and my soul out to this guy and he just <laughs> has a whistle in his belly <laughs> yeah that was it oh such great episodes and she was like damn near on top of him in that episode yeah and. Pretty much. And then the other episode where uh, she brought him back to her apartment on uh, on his birthday and they were getting ready to kiss. And then all of a sudden they got uh, held up by a robber. Mm-hmm. Yes, there was that one and tied up together. Yeah. Which and I think little... those were like the only those are the only two episodes I really remember. Where, you know, it looked like something was going to happen between the two. Exactly. They never built it like that. They built them like they were brother and sister. Well, I mean, you know, nowadays with Pornhub, it was, this would be the same relationship with brother and sister. But that's, that's exactly what they made it seem like. They were, they were chummy. They weren't lovey. They were chummy is what they were. And I'm, I'm telling you, man, I, I really feel that they did that to themselves. I, I don't think it was any fault of hers at all. It, uh, I, I do have to say this, like, uh, usually when I make that the, the, the Pornhub joke on the show, usually Eric and Daniel are yelling at me. But I guess since you're a guest, Eric's letting it go. I don't I'm usually yell you, do I? I usually get told it's like, you're not supposed to say that. But I say a lot of stuff on the show I'm not supposed to. Listen, I get that. I think Daniel is the one that does that. What? Why are you not allowed to mention them? <laughs> uh, is blog, blog talk going to get mad at me? Uh, I, I think it's funny. I, I, right. I don't think I, 
well, first of all, like we've been doing this show box on this uh, on this platform for about three years now, and I have said some shit that I know probably I could get in trouble for, but yet we're still here. Uh, all right, I, I won't make the we're only that, I won't make the we're only that five hundred episodes. Oh wow! <laughs> so, really? Well, we yeah, also have geez. six different shows. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. We changed our name like three yeah. times, but it started out I'm getting as uh, Philly Sports Tyson, but Daniel and Philip uh, came along. Well, also, too, we're just tech- like, this is the Everything Unscripted Podcast Network. We have six fucking shows in the network, including this one, including the wrestling yeah. show. Eric's got a football show. My brother and sister have a show about horror movies. Uh, we have the yeah. comic book show that we do. All right, so that's about five shows. I don't yeah. know where I got six. Maybe I just rounded off to an even <laughs> number. Uh, wow. <laughs> Maybe you're thinking of a six show, a show we should do, but we don't have time for that. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Is that all the time to do this stuff? There's <laughs> not enough hours in a day to uh, do six shows. Exactly. All right. We were talking about Billy, right? I'll talk about Billy all day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, no, she, she was very attractive. Uh, you know, watching some of the season two uh, episodes today and kind of watching, you know, her chemistry with, you know, everybody and, you know, season two, like you said, Box, this is where Dan starts to become, you know, the, the pervert that we all knew and loved. Yes, it was. Like I said, first, very uber conservative, the pipe, the briefcase, the suit. And uh, they decided in season two, let's just make him a fucking perv. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll tell you, too, uh, you know, about uh, season two, because season two was very, like, you know, more changes were to come after this because obviously, you know, they asked uh, Ellen Foley to leave. Selma passed away. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she did. Uh, yeah. Which she was hilarious. She was one of the best on the show, man. I loved her character, the smart ass old lady. She was awesome, dude. She was awesome. And yeah, just. And that was a hard episode to watch because, uh, again, man, most sitcoms they they did have those serious things going on, but uh, it was uh, it was a hard episode to watch with uh, when Bull broke down from her passing away, and you know it was hard to, hard to watch because it was it wasn't a joke; it was real. Well, yeah, because so, I remember because that was uh, Christine Sullivan, you know, Marky Post, uh, you know, coming back as Christine Sullivan. By the way, mm-hmm. she was. Uh, she had technically uh, guest starred in the second episode of season two. Or no, was it the second or the first? I think it was the f- one of those two. I really, I, I really can't be sure. Uh, so she came in in early season two, but the the thing was she was doing another show at the time. So they couldn't, but they wanted her to be on the show. Uh, but they couldn't get her yet. Right. And you're right. You're right. And by the way, since we're talking about, 
you know, people that played public defenders. Can we just go back to season one and mention Liz Williams, who played Paula Kelly on the show? No, Paula she Kelly did. played Liz Williams. Paula Kelly played Liz Williams, sorry. She, um, you know, she got an Emmy nomination for this, for this show. I don't think we mentioned that, but that was... No, we did. I completely glossed over that, and I apologize, because Liz was, like, a huge bright spot of season one. I'm glad they got rid of that uh, that character, Gail, and put Liz in. Yeah. That, 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 that pilot episode, as great as it was, they really did switch up some characters, and holy hell was it for the better. I mean, yeah. literally, second episode, there was there was better characters, and you were like, all right, I see a better chemistry already. And then as you kept going, they got the kind of core people that ended up ending the show. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it took a while, and sometimes it does. Uh, but luckily, they were able to get that, that core cast uh, to, you know, kind of – end the show with, and I think that's why the show lasted nine seasons, which by the way, is very unheard of today, especially for shows that air on NBC. Yeah, usually five, six, seven seasons was about the the most people uh, shows would get. Yeah, what's going to call it? The the latest good one, well, it's over now, but that uh, Superstore. That only went six seasons. And they wouldn't even let it go a full uh, six season either. They, they cut it off after 12. Wow. Well, after 12, 12 seasons is a lot for a show. Oh, well, 12 it's, episodes, I mean. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, it's no law and order that can go for 20 fucking some seasons and then come back again. Jesus Christ. If you ever want to binge watch fucking law and By order? Law and order? Be, yeah, if you want to binge watch law and order. Oh, we have to do it. I love law and order. I do too, but if you want to binge watch it, you got to be in prison. <laughs> <laughs> Only way you're gonna have time. Been, uh, you know the funny thing is, I've been watching Law and Order lately. Wow, <laughs> I, I I love watching it. It's just there's so many yeah. episodes, and then, and then there's the offshoots. There's Law and Order SVU, which I love, but I, I yep. I'm, I'm I'm probably I'm probably a season or two behind on that show right now. The only show I've caught up yeah. with lately. I caught up with Chicago PD, and that's about it so far, which I know Eric is a giant we have fan to do of. A sh- oh, yeah. Um, we have to do a show about that, uh, Box. <laughs> that's that's my favorite show. <laughs> don't twist my arm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you heard it here. Boxman's going to come out. We've hit some nope. of Boxman's favorite shows, so we know there's more episodes he's going to be on in the future. Uh you cop, yeah. you, if you're talking cop shows, you got your guy. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I'm your guy yep. too. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I'll tell you, like, I like, like, certain cop shows. Well, not even necessarily cop shows, but I like shows like NCIS is one of my favorite, was one of my favorite dramas. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I like the LA one. You know, the L.A. one, even though I, I don't – I haven't watched it a lot, I have watched a few episodes, and I do like it. Uh, but, like, that, I, uh, I like the NCIS. I loved all the CSIs before they uh-huh. went away with the franchise, but then brought it back at CSI Vegas. Yeah, but no one uh, – the original uh, – I love Miami. 
See, I like the Miami original and, uh, when they had uh, – the original was the best where they had – what was that guy's name? William Petersburg? Uh, William Peterson uh, Grissom. Peterson, yeah, Griffin. That those were the best episodes because he's a he's a fucking yeah. badass when it comes to acting, dude. I love that guy. I well, love that. I, guy. I, I thought love... he was back. I don't know. Did he come back? I there's another show I got like I'm probably like a decade behind on right now. <laughs> well, because they, they took it off the air and then they brought, they brought it back as CSI Vegas and. Uh, the the woman who was uh, director Vance's wife on the regular NCIS is actually okay. the head of CSI. Oh okay. wow! Oh, interesting. All right. Uh, <laughs> it's a whole CBS tie-in. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, like I actually because I was a hu- I'm a huge fan of Gary Sinise, so yes. I became a fan of CSI New York. That oh, I love the reasons, and that was one of the reasons I watched that show. I always remember when, uh, when you know, when CSI Miami and CSI New York, when they were about to debut New York, and David Caruso went to to New York, and he just yeah. goes talk some shit to him, and he was he was like, "I have a past here," and I'm like, "Yes, you do, motherfucker." NYPD Blue. Okay. <laughs> yep. I just I love that they at least acknowledged. That he had, a, and on NYPD Blue, he was kind of disgraced at the end of the show when he left. So it was kind of weird. Yeah. That it was kind of great they tied in the fact that he was still hated in New York. <laughs> he was great in Miami. Uh, he, uh, a little over exaggerated, but yes, great. I guess you could say. <laughs> Him I mean, I, I love CSI Miami. I don't. Those oh, I were do. Good episodes. Just so you know, Miami is not that bright in real life. I just want you to know those colors are very oversaturated. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, I lived there. Watch, I lived there while I was watching the show, so I know. I know. So, <laughs> all right, go ahead, Doug. All right, so uh, back to I think back to Night Court. Uh, even though you know we t- we could d- definitely do episodes on all the CSIs and all the cop shows. Uh, well. Technically, we're still talking justice, which is all about court, which is night court. So we're still yeah. on track, Doug. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> Good point, Doug. Uh, Thank you. But Thank you. Going back, going back to, to Liz Williams, you know, that uh, season, you know, season one, she was like, she was always serious, but she could be funny. Uh and she, she had pretty the dry much played like the, the level the level headed person. Yeah, but she was also pretty funny, and obviously uh, they portrayed in this show that she was very dedicated to her clients. Like when she handcuffed herself to uh, another guest star, I'm sure we're going to mention Yakov, played by Yakov Smirnov, who was a comedian at the time. I mean, she and and she. There was a couple other times in that season where she really defended the shit out of her clients. It's like, you're a public defender. Calm down. They ain't paying you for this. Right. Well, Billy yeah. did the same thing in her debut when she went to, when she she went to jail because she refused, to, uh, she refused to give the information of where this cat was that her, uh, her client yep. was hiding. Yep. Yeah. So they always made those – and I mean – 
they kind of got away from that when Marky Post came along because she was such a another, I guess you could say, conservative character. So, yeah, she. But uh, yeah, like, but with Billy and in Billy's first episode, I just remember Harry going down and uh, talking to her. Well, well, I'd go down, going down but or Harry going <laughs> down to the going down to the cell and talking to her. And he's just like, look, I would have done the same thing. And she goes, well, why am I in jail? He goes, well, I kind of have to uphold the law. All right, be that way. (laughs) And it's just like, yeah, like he knew what was right and what was wrong, like morally. But he had to do what was right and what was wrong legally. Right. Of course. So, like... There were some times where his hands were just, you know, try not to get too perverted here again, but his hands were just tied. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'll just, I'll just, mm-hmm, and leave it at that, so we don't go any further with that. Yeah. Uh, yep. But no, also, you know, talking about Selma and like, I really thought the show was going to take a hit after she, uh, after she passed. I. I didn't think it would, honestly, because, I mean, she was, let's face it, you knew the character wasn't going to be on the show very long time. It's kind of like watching Blue Bloods and you're watching Len Caruso on there. Like, you're like, yeah, one season we're going to come back and it's just, he's not going to be there. You knew of, you knew it wasn't going to be a long run with Selma. But, um, like I said, I, I think when she passed, they were very, man, I, I, they were very classy at the way they did the tribute to her on that, on that next show after she, uh, after she passed away. So I really feel that the way they did that show, um, that was one of the reasons I think the show just kept going from there. I, right. I really feel that if they, had, if they had glossed over it and just brought in Roz, it was Roz right next, right? Yeah. No, it was uh, uh, Florence. Florence, that's right. If they had just blow, you're right, it was Florence. If they had just blow, brought her in, I think it would have been, oh, they just tried to replace Selma. They did replace her, but they did it with a, in a classy way, and I think that helped the show's success keep going from there. Yeah, definitely, and like, and the sad thing too is that you know Florence pretty much had the same thing happen to her. Uh, and then Roz right. came in, and then Roz came in, and it just it turned out to be kind of a a blessing that uh, that she that she came in because she lasted to the end of the series. And Roz, by the way, uh, she had a mouth on her too, and, and she was you know very sarcastic. And I love the character. I she was. Her and Bull had some of the best chemistry when it came down to it. They were great together. I loved her. And I, I mean, like I said, she's, she's on 911 right now if you watch the show. Um, so you can still see her today. But I mean, she's been on a ton of fucking. Matter of fact, she was on a couple or at least one, maybe two episodes of Family Ties, just since we were mentioning the show. Um, well, after Night Court ended, 
she transitioned. She was on the last, I think the last season, if anybody remembers the show Empty Nest, which was also oh, on God. NBC. Loved that show. I did too. Uh, Joe Isuzu was on that show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Joe Isuzu was on that show. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was another great show. And uh, Marsha Warfield was on, I believe it was the last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was in one, one hell of a movie called DC Cab, by the way. Really? Which is, on, which is on Hulu right now. Oh, yeah, she was in DC Cab. Before, uh, DC Cab might have even been before. Was, I would almost guarantee before she showed up in that show. That's on Hulu right now for any, in, in the United States for anybody that wants to uh, check out DC Cab. Great movie. Ooh. Bill Maher was in that in that movie. Oh wow! And he was funny. Wait, and he was funny. Yeah, nineteen eighty three. Just funny. <laughs> it's just funny, not insulting. Well, wait. It was nineteen eighty three, so he was funny in that movie, and then it stopped. Uh, yeah. So yeah, this was before Nightcore even started. She was on in, D- in DC Cab, but yeah, that's a that's a great little movie right there. Uh, kind of an un. A very old, not talked about enough gem. I might have to review that one. I was just going to say you could review it on that show, and then we could also do it on this show. It was, uh, it's funny too. Like I was kind of going over uh, show ideas for some reason. I was going over them with my dad. Uh, we were video chatting uh, not that long ago, and he goes, "You know what movie you should do on your show?" I said, "What that?" He said, "You should talk about Midnight Run." That's like my dad. Have you done Elvis movies yet? I'm like, dude, stop already. Just yeah. stop. <laughs> just, I was up, just right? like, you know what? We'll, we'll think about that. And I'm just like, the only way there is, there's certain movies that I would do on this show that I would review on this show if he were with me. But he wants nothing to do with this show because he's afraid people will come after him. Uh. My dad would do the show. I've just never asked him to. My dad would love to do the show, especially on video, dressed as Elvis. He would come on dressed as Elvis if I asked him to. <laughs> just so you know. So if I ever do an Elvis movie, I will do it with my father on the show dressed as Elvis. But yeah. uh, as far oh. as DC Cab, geez, you guys want to uh, – or any other movie, you guys will ever want to just jump in and talk about a movie. Shit, we, we, we both got places to post it. It's all getting recorded either way, right? Yeah. Um, one, one movie, uh, just to be off subject, I, I know we rarely ever do that, but what movie are you guys doing uh, tomorrow night? I'm actually going to go ahead, jump on tomorrow night, and I've been dying to do this. It's music, but I'm going to talk Live Aid. I think I'm going to do it in a two-part series. I'm going to talk the U.S. Live Aid and then the London Live Aid. Um, but I'm going to talk – I'm definitely going to do Live Aid. I think I'm going to do the uh, the U.S. one tomorrow, and um, going to be a little creative. But I don't think I'm going to. I, I'm. I'm. De- the only thing I'm debating is do I go on YouTube and do it or not. I'm probably not because music is what gets you kicked off YouTube. So more than likely, I'm just going to go audio. Oh only. yeah, yeah. So I'll probably do audio only on that, which means I can uh, kind of do it at my leisure tomorrow. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, so, yeah, right, yeah so make, make sure. It, well, I mean, we're going to do the plugs at the end too, but uh, you know, make sure you listen, uh, listen for that. Uh, but uh, all right, yeah. So Roz takes over season four as, as the other bailiff alongside Bull, and I'll I'll never forget one of the episodes, and I haven't gotten to it yet. Uh, and even though like we're already doing this episode, I'm probably still going to try to finish binging Night Court. It might take me a while, but. Cause, oh yeah, uh, like I really want to finish the show. Uh, but there was an episode where uh, they had a replacement judge, and uh, she didn't get along with Christine, but Harry was also sleeping with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the replacement judge had Christine uh, jail, uh, or you know, held Christine in contempt and had her thrown downstairs in the holding cell and uh bull and Roz came down and they're like did you bring it and like bull kind of handed her what looked like a stick of deodorant or deodorant spray and she's like yep. how'd you get down here and Roz looked and she said would you frisk him <laughs> uh, I got it you know when you go through it <clears throat> excuse me Harry was a pussy-getting motherfucker on this show. Yeah, Harry got a lot of, from hookers to high-class. Harry was always getting hookers. Season one, he had a hooker in love with him. He had the uh, the Carla singer, B. Uh, yeah, uh, Jennifer Black. Yep, Carla B was the hooker. Jennifer Black was the singer. But throughout this whole show, Harry got a lot of women. A lot. And he had a lot of girlfriends, even a witch that didn't work out, but I would have definitely done the same thing with that witch he did. I completely understood where he was coming from. I was just going to say, like, that episode's got to be coming up, right? Um, I think that was season... I think that was end season two or, or, or beginning season three. One of, one of the two. Yeah, I just remember him saying there, he goes, I can't ask you to give up your life, but please give up your life. <laughs> For the singer, I might have. For Jennifer Black, I'd die. I, I might have gave up judging. For oh, her. she she was gorgeous. I remember why. I remember seeing that episode, and then I remember. I just remember Craven again, trying yep. to get uh, you know, trying to get the scoop, and then Harry calling him bull, and uh, Craven's just like, no, no bull, no. Such a great character Bull was on this show, man. Pivotal, yeah, and, in, pivotal in so many scenes and doesn't get enough credit. Yeah, so. there. Uh, and there was a, a scene in another in a, another season two episode where uh, Bull or like Craven had said something, and Bull's just like, "Yeah, you know what happens here is the bailiff pulls your ears behind your head." Or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bull was just a badass man, and I, like I said, he was his. He was so funny in so many scenes, and for some reason, he just never got. He never did much acting after this. I don't know if he's really been in anything after this. But he kind of dropped off the face of the earth. I think. Really, I kind of think he might have, man. I don't know if he did anything. I'm kind of looking it up right now to see if anybody's got any information on him, but 
Uh, let's see. He was in the movie Sidekicks. I remember that. All right. You know what? Voices. The man has been doing voices. Um, he was the voice behind the Batman animated series Two-Face. He was uh, in, in Spider-Man. He was Scorpion. Justice League, he was Java. So he's a voice guy more than anything. Um, he was, in Batman the animated series, he was Two-Face? Yes, sir. And he right, was, I gotta yes. Watch, I got to watch that so I can hear it because I love Batman the animated series. Yeah, so he's definitely been doing some stuff. We just don't see him. We well, this was mostly in the '90s, but uh, we don't see him, but we hear him. Yeah, uh, he. Um, but yeah, like he was in the movie Sidekicks. He played the uh, the gym mm-hmm. teacher that was. Mm-hmm. There. And Fox, I'm sure you've seen the movie Sidekicks because uh-huh. you know uh-huh. martial uh-huh. arts. Uh, yep. But yeah, he was the gym teacher. And I just remember the one fight scene between Jonathan Brandis and uh, the uh, the other kid, and uh, you know, you know, R- Richard Mole pulls him apart, and then as uh, Jonathan Brandis' character walks away, he goes Barry, and then Brand and he turns the kid turns around thinking he's going to get yelled at, and Richard Mole just looks at him and says, "Not bad, kid, not bad at all." Yeah. And I think that was actually the last we saw of uh, Richard Bull's character in the movie. Yeah, Bull was a softy, man. He was a softy. Always, in every in everything. But, uh, good. I, I really had never looked up what happened to him. I'm glad to know he's... Uh, glad to know he had a little bit of a career after this, even if it was just voice work. Holy shit, you can fucking go in there in your underwear and do that shit. Yeah. I... Small man. It kind of makes me sad, though, that he's gonna... that he doesn't have anything to do with... Uh, with the new show or with the new show yet? Um, not yet. You never know. They might that that might be something they don't tell you. I mean, it's, since he's might still alive, surprised. they might as well bring him back <laughs> in. It'd be great to have a return. Maybe he'll do a run-in. <laughs> <laughs> a fight so, happens it's in the courtroom. Fun, it's actually funny, Box, is that like they did do a professional uh, wrestling themed episode in season two, and I think I'm almost to it. Yes, they did. We definitely have to mention Mr. Lou Ferrigno was in that episode. Yeah. Yes, uh, sir. The original, I did mention the Incredible Hulk earlier, so the original yeah. Incredible Hulk was, uh, was in the, and I think he came back for another episode after that, I believe. No, 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 just one, just one. I'm sorry, just one. That was where Bull almost became a wrestler. Great episode. Great episode. There's been so many great episodes of like I'll never forget uh the one episode I think it was actually season seven, uh, where they're trying to get through all these cases because they have to get to this case of this guy who needed who was trying to get out of court so he could stop his his girlfriend from getting married on uh on a cruise ship or something. Yeah. And and one of the scenes like you could see uh like Harry is yelling at somebody, he's like, "Now I want you to leave that bird alone." And it was Wiley e. Coyote. Yes, yes, they had Wiley e. Coyote on the show once too. You <laughs> should had a ton of guest stars, man. I mean, I mean, when you can get Wiley e. Coyote, you've made it. I mean, you've made it in the business, you know. Exactly. 
And uh, <laughs> it, was, it was on that same episode, too, where Bull actually – they actually sent Bull to get the girl off the cruise ship. Right. Exactly. He came back all wet and shit. He came back. He came uh, back in a bathing. In a, in, he came back in a bathing suit with scuba gear on. He had a ba- He still had his, uh, the, the 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 bathing cap on, if I believe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I, uh, I'm telling you, man. Bull was a, a an underrated gem on this show. Like I said, he was pivotal in so many scenes, in so many uh, episodes, and. Under undercredited, Harry Anderson gets a lot of the credit with the show as he should, but Bull, I think Bull might have been a, 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 a definitely part of the reason this show was as successful as it was. Yeah, and what's sad though too, and and I'm not taking anything away from John Lorcat, but John Lorcat got all these awards and stuff, right? And, you know, he won a couple of Golden Globes, I believe. Right. Richard Mole got nothing. No, because I, I'm telling you, man, he he, somebody didn't like him in Hollywood, or something. But I, I don't know, man. John Larroquette's character, as great as it it was, it was great. But like I said, man, I think Bull is just the underrated gem of this show. I mean, look, they Hollywood had their favorites. That's all you can say. It's it, it it's amazing how it's just like wrestling. They've got their favorites. They push them, and they get awards for it. It's exactly like fucking wrestling. Yeah, and it sucks because I don't think he's ever even been nominated for an award. At least, I mean, and she never won, but Selma at least got nominated. Right. Well, right, and as we talked about before, Liz Cheney got got nominated and all that, so definitely been been nominations on this show. Yeah. So, like... Never, never, never one for him. Yeah, and it's just, it, it's, you know, it sucks, like we said, but another episode I got to mention, and it's actually the first season finale where the guy technically comes back from the dead uh-huh. to find his wife with another man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which, by what the way, is a plot to so many fucking Hollywood movies. Yeah, it does, man. Well, the coming back from the dead and finding your well, it, it isn't exactly a lot of Hollywood movies, but the finding your wife was another man, definitely. Yeah. Come back from the dead is a different kind of movie than, than finding your wife. Well, I mean, a, like coming back from, you know, basically everybody thinks you're dead, but you come back and then everybody's already moved on. Yeah. All right, I, yeah I've okay. seen it happen a couple of times. I would like the, the that's like the crow coming back and his wife is banging fucking David Patrick Kelly. That'd be horrible. Yeah, uh, but so in that uh, in that uh, first season finale, like when pretty much uh, Harry looks at the, at the wife and goes, "All right, well, you know, the two of you can share her," and. Uh, <laughs> He looks at the, at the at the guy that came back at, at the character's name was Mitch. He goes, Mitch, what do you think of that? He goes uh, off the record. He goes, yeah. He goes, I think your fr- uh, your front porch lights burn out there, Judge. Yeah. <laughs> Some great stuff, man. 
What? Oh, I'm sorry. My my daughter just decided to come in and, and show me her paper towel roll. What? You want a huggy? Okay. I got to give my daughter a hug for a sec, so please keep talking. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, But, yeah, no, like, Eric, the, Night Court, like, Night Court, I think, was, like, and a lot of sitcoms can kind of, like, claim to this, too, but I really think Night Court was king of the one-liners. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, the one-liners definitely on this show. Like I said, a lot of the one-liners wouldn't fly now. Oh, they're not going to be able to get away with it in the new one. Oh, no. They, I, they, again, that's why nothing is ever going to be the same again. But it, it, a lot of the – John Larroquette's – a lot of the things he says would never be able to fly today. Um, even Harry no. makes a few jokes. I don't think would fly there, but mostly John Larroquette, the womanizer, the oh, would he be lambasted for that character today? So, what's that character going to be when this show comes back, John Larroquette? What's that character going to be? Uh, I don't know. And, like, again, I'll probably check out the new one when it comes out because, uh, like, I have uh, I have Peacock. So, like, even if I miss like the live airings, I can always watch it again the next day. Yeah, I'll I'll check it out just to see what it's uh what it's all about. But yeah, I mean to be honest with you, again because it's an NBC sitcom, I really and I hate to say this, but because it's NBC and like we said earlier, NBC sitcoms don't really go you know have a long shelf life. Uh, mm. I can only I, to be honest with you, I only see it going about four seasons. Maybe. I don't know. We'll have to see. But if that, I think, again, man, you're not going to have the same level of comedy you did on the original. You're not going to be able to do so much thing, so many things that the original did. But I don't know. I mean, I guess if the storylines are there, we'll get, I'll, I'll, I'll see what happens. But I'll check it out. Just uh, I hate to say, but the lower the expectations on this show, the better. <laughs> That, that, I'll leave it at that. I think the less you expect, the better the show might be. Let's uh, right. let's, let's 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 put it that way. Now I I gotta mention yes, that expectation. Was that I said less expectations and maybe you know it would be it would be good. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. See if you, the, the less you expect, if it's decent, you're like, hey, that was fucking great. <laughs> I expected yeah, like much with, less. Like with wrestling. Is it, see, Hollywood and wrestling have a very good tie-in. They are very much alike. So I, I got to exactly I, I gotta mention this about the show, and we talked earlier on that it had a lot to do with the time slot it was in, and uh, you know, in the eighties, because that Thursday night time slot on NBC, like Thursday nights at nine o'clock. Any and all NBC shows wanted that, wanted that slot, mm-hmm. uh, or they just wanted to be on Thursday night in general. So seasons three or no seasons four and five, I'm sorry, were the top seven ranked shows that year. Wow. See, that's when I feel that that show really got its. Again, you got the. You got the, you had the core crew, 
and I really feel that's that was the gel. That's why that 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 core crew made it to the end of the show because they were they had great chemistry. When you had Marky Post, when you had John Lorquette, when you had uh, 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 Marshall Warfield, Bull, just the Bull was really Bull and Harry Anderson were the two characters that really were pure true throughout the whole show. I don't think there were many more that made it through the whole, all the seasons besides those two. Well, Laura Cat. You're, you're, I'm sorry. You're right. Three. I'm sorry. You're right. Well, well, we lost. Well, we did lose Dan for a couple episodes, but uh, he came back as the Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. But yeah, no, that season four, season five, because season four, that's when uh, that's when Roz came in. Right. Uh, and by the way, the rating, the average rating for the episodes, twenty season four, twenty three point two. Jesus. Again, we got to go back and say there weren't so many channels. There were no streaming services. There wasn't this. There wasn't that. We didn't have many ways to watch TV. Blah blah blah. But holy shit. And wow. season, yeah. season five was a 20.8. So, yeah, it went down a little bit. But, like, still, those two – to, to remain in the top ten – all right, so by season, here was the rank. Season mm-hmm. one was ranked number 41. Season two was ranked number 20. Season three was ranked 11. Wow. Like I said, four and five were ranked seven. Season six was ranked 21. Mm. Season seven was ranked twenty-eight. Season nice. eight was ranked fifty. So you knew that it was going to be on its last legs there. But, <laughs> yeah. See, but season nine bounced back a little bit, went into forty-six, and the ratings went up from from season eight. It was at an eleven point five. So, and, but in season nine, it jumped up to twelve even. Well, you're, I mean, you can see it just gaining steam and then losing the steam, man. That's sad. Yep. Yeah, to go from 7 to 21. And, I, you know, I understand, uh, you know, season 6 started in 1988, and you had other hit shows that were at the time and also other hit networks because you had on another, uh, on another network, you know, uh, that, you know, was the first three letters of the alphabet for anybody not keeping <laughs> score that's ABC. Uh, oh. Oh. Yeah, now I know. Do you still have CBS, too? Yeah, but on ABC, you had shows like Who's the Boss and Full House, which, by the way, they were top ten. Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of Full House, we could do a whole episode of Full, um, Full House. <laughs> yeah, we could definitely do a whole. We could definitely do a whole episode on Full House. Yeah, uh, but the, the the evolution of the sitcom got them. Seriously, the evolution of the sitcom got them, dude. Sitcoms were changing. They weren't these. They they were just becoming different than just being in a being in a courthouse and making making jokes anymore. You know, you had these it actual. Became, it became more about families again. Exactly. People wanted to see families, uh, uh, especially when once the '90s started coming around. People wanted to see families. That's exactly what 
think about think about CW back in the nineties on Thursday nights. Fucking oh my god, it was all family shows. Most family shows started working. The evolution of the sitcom, I think, was one of the things that kind of started taking them also. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Exactly. It was all about family shows and family this and, you know, family matters. And it, yeah. it, shows started taking a turn. And people didn't want to see these kind of situations anymore. They wanted more real-life situations. And, I mean, let's face it, when this show started taking its downturn, it wasn't the shows were still good, but you could see they were kind of given up on that last season, especially when yeah. the episodes were completely out of order on the last couple episodes. Right. Um, and I'm looking here. Yeah. I'm looking here too. Uh, now you did notice that, right? The shows, the last two episodes were completely out of order. On the last season. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, because if you watch the, the the second to last episode, Bull gets taken away by aliens. And then suddenly he's back, and they don't mention it in the last episode. They have like this big last dinner, and Harry and uh, 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 Marky Post almost get together, but they don't because Dan is in love with her. And but But if you remember, the episode before it was where all the aliens – Take away bull. I, according to what I've read, the show was supposed to end, and the network aired the wrong episode. <laughs> That's what happened. There is no other reason that was supposed to be the last episode. So they had to scramble the cast back to get a last episode. Which is what we got. Shit. Yes. They had to scramble to get one more episode to end the show. Think about that. They had to get the cast back to do a last episode, and then all these people had to do an episode knowing they were fired after this fucking episode. Like, what do you do on your last day of work? Tell everyone to fuck themselves. That's what you can do. Yeah. I mean, now, I'm asking, you know, because we brought up. Uh... Family ties earlier. I'm looking. I'm looking at their at their show, uh, because uh, you know they kind of went you know neck and neck with uh, with Night Court. Now mm-hmm. their season four. You know we talked earlier about the season four and season five of Night Court. Now again, this is like you know two years apart. Right. But season four, which was 1985 to 86, and season five, which is 86 to 87, they were ranked number two in the rain, in the ratings. And by the way, they were – I don't even – I believe they were also a Thursday night on, uh, on NBC. And their rating, season four was – their rating was averaging at 30. Wow. Wow. I went up to 32. It, 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 it's just crazy to hear these fucking ratings now. When you're like, oh, they got a 1.2 now, and you're like, that's great. You're like, a 30? Yeah. Unheard and by the of way, there's, there's six seasons. You know, we talked about the dramatic fall 
in seasons eight and nine of Night Court. Well, season six and seven of uh, Family Ties, they went from being ranked number two in season five to being ranked number 17 in season six with a 17 rating. And then their last season, they dropped down to 35 with a 14 rating. Jesus, man. A 14 rating. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and and that was a drop. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing, dude. Yeah. It's a fucking drop. You know how many shows... I mean, well, nowadays, shows really don't care about the ratings because... You know, it's all about downloads on the on the stream, on their app, on this. I I get that, I know. Which, but a lot of people don't understand. A lot of people still stick to what the ratings are. I am yeah. with you. I think ratings are going to mean less and less to us year after year. Eventually, ratings are going to mean dick, because I really well. Tell that to wrestling fans, please. What was that? It says, turn out to wrestling fans. I, dude, I've said it on my show a thousand fucking times. I think oh, yeah, ratings I mean nothing. Ratings mean nothing anymore. Oh, and I'll yeah. tell you what. I think in the next five years, I, I don't even think cable, cable companies, I don't think are going to be around the next five years. It's going to be all streaming, dude. We're not going to see cable companies. Yeah. <laughs> Younger people do ETTV not TV is taking over. Google, yeah. Google TV. Hula Younger TV. People, they're all taking over one. the cable Number one, younger people don't have cable. Number two, whether whether anyone they wants to, to watch them, there is a way. There is a way to watch these shows for free, and a lot more. I would say more people that have a than people have Nielsen boxes. More people know how to get the show for free than have Nielsen boxes. That's why your ratings are not going to fucking matter anymore. Well, and also too, yep. like anybody that anybody that has like cable, like a Verizon FiOS or an Xfinity or uh, box. What's your cable? Or you don't even have cable, oh. right? No, and I can watch any show I want. Yeah, let's put it that way. Any yeah. show I want, any movie I want, I can watch. Right, and but I'm like not, the people that have, no, I'm not going to be on the ratings. Yeah, but any like anybody that has like a Verizon FiOS or an Xfinity, and you know we have Verizon FiOS here. All you really like if you have like the Verizon FiOS like internet, you can just yeah. go on their website and watch their t- and just watch their TV on you know on their website or on the Verizon TV app. Just have an account. Right, and if you have a smart TV, you can download the app to any. Okay. You can download the app, first of all. If you know anyone that has cable, which is willing to give you their fucking uh, login and password, you can get into that. My wife uses her her dad's password to get in there, a, a login and password. How do you think I watch fucking AEW on their app? That's going to be on streaming ratings, but that's not going to be on fucking the regular Nielsen ratings. Go look at Nielsen and look at how many people have Nielsen boxes nowadays. It has dropped significantly, especially since the 80s. Everybody had a fucking Nielsen in the 80s, dude. Look at that. A 14 was was bad in the 80s. Dude, 
any company right now would fucking get a hard on if they had a 14. The Super Bowl gets more than it gets about a 14 now. That's yeah, exactly. And, and, yeah, probably back then they were getting like a fucking. I mean, well, and, and also too, because you got to remember now too, unless like the Super Bowl is on uh, is on Fox, right? Then uh, you can watch the Super Bowl. You don't have to have NBC or fucking uh, or CBS to watch the Super Bowl. You need Peacock or you need Paramount, dude. And they all have apps. Yep. They all have apps. Well, yeah, that's, I have, that's what I think. Honestly, Those are the apps. Yeah, we get exactly. We get everything off our, our Fire Stick. So I download apps. And if you got a smart TV, you can do the same thing a Fire Stick can do. But there's definitely ways to watch shows now. And that's why, I trust me, dude, I complain on my show all the time. Ratings mean nothing. Anyone, all these shows out there complaining about the ratings, stop listening to that bullshit. It's crap. It's crap to get you angry. Yeah, can you imagine a show getting canceled over a 12 rating? No, no, not nowadays. It's, nowadays, it's, it's, no, but in the 80s, it's like, okay, you go from a, you go from yeah. a 20 to a 12. Oh, my God, you've hit the abyss. Well, that's a big drop, 20 to 12. I'm not going to lie. It's <laughs> a pretty big drop in, in view. I mean, it, I mean, yes, it, it's a big drop. And then, like, yeah, I can understand. And plus, also, too, you're running nine seasons, which, by the way, back then, of, well, unless, like, your Tears or MASH or whatever, uh-huh. uh, which, by the way, Tears also was in that era on, oh, yeah. on NBC. Correct, and we'll talk about a huge show, but... Uh, all right, as a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure Cheers, Family Ties, and Night Court were all taken... Cheers, Family Court, Night Court... Or, or not Family Court. Family Ties, Night Court, and Cosby all together. Same freaking night, I believe. Another powerhouse Cosby show, man. Holy shit. Yeah. Can you imagine that lineup... In like 84, 85, 86, whatever, that lineup of shows, all, by the way, at that time, in the top 20 or in the top 10. Yeah, because you had one way to watch them. That was it. You had one way to watch those shows. TV, cable, that was it. So, yeah, man. They were they were fucking powerhouses. Cosby was a was I mean they took over a lot of shows, man. They I mean listen, we don't have to talk about anything Bill Cosby did. That's not what this show was about. But that show was an absolute powerhouse, man. When it came yeah, along, exactly. And that's why, like, yep. and again, of uh, that was the power. NBC was the place to be on Thursday nights. From 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Oh yeah, and, and by the way, like it would change the the sitcoms would change over the years, but See, prime, it remained the prime, same, I believe, until Friends was done. Yeah, man. Primetime TV back then was just a different animal, and yeah, that's where you wanted to be. You wanted to be on NBC, ABC, CBS. You didn't. Yeah. You, 
that's where you wanted to be. The top three right there. That's where yeah, you wanted to be. Exactly. Fox, did we lose you? No, I'm here. Okay. I'm here. I'm here. Uh but like and it, but also too, those three networks also knew not really to compete with one another. So like uh NBC had Thursday nights. Uh ABC had TGIF, which yep. you know, the F obviously stands for Friday. Uh, CBS, I believe their most dominant night was Monday. Yep, it was. It was. Okay. So I know right, NBC dude. and ABC competed on Tuesdays. Sometimes CBS, or, some, or, or yeah, sometimes NBC would get the win. Sometimes ABC would get the win. Yeah, man, it was good competition between primetime TV shows at that night, man. And you know, it, it, they didn't compete like that. Like like you said, they didn't really compete with each other. They knew better. Yeah. But, you know, it was still a competition. They would still try to get a show that would that would knock that show out of that uh, out of that box every now and then. They would just put on a new show at that time. Yeah. Didn't usually like, work. Like I said, Tuesday nights I'm pretty sure ABC and NBC kinda competed with one another. But, like, you would switch over, like, 8 o'clock, you would want to watch uh, Who's the Boss on on ABC and then switch over and watch whatever NBC had on at 9 o'clock or maybe vice versa or whatever. Uh, yeah, exactly. But, like, yep. and, and the funny thing is, too, is that they they kind of competed with each other, but they never competed with each other to put each other out of business. Right. They were, just trying, they were trying to get that one show that would just knock the other one out of the fucking – out of there and go, okay, now it's our night. Yeah. It didn't usually happen. It's like with the hospital shows they had. NBC, right. Are you talking about like in the 90s? Like, um, well, we were talking 80s, but if you want to bring up 90s, go ahead. 80s, 90s? It yeah. Was really, I, mean, I mean, we still got in there. Well, with the hospital show on, on – on ABC and then NBC had one of their own or some. I forgot. Well, NBC what it was. had ER. I know no. that. What the hell was the hospital show yeah. on ABC? Grey's Anatomy. Oh, I forgot. Well, no, Grey's yeah, Anatomy. It. Was Wasn't it Grey's Anatomy? Grey's Anatomy is now. Later on. Okay. All right. Um, I thought there was ER. came on. He's right. ER. Maybe I was wrong. There was. What was the fucking and I. Or no, uh, no, no. <laughs> CBS had the other hospital show, right? Didn't they have like what the fuck was it called? Like picket fences or something? Oh, God, I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> I didn't even know the way to go. Uh, I'm pretty sure there was a show. Co- I mean, we've only got like 20 minutes left, but <laughs> so I'm not. Picket I'm not phoning a friend here. Uh, that sounds like a show for country people. <laughs> what you got, picket fences? All right. Well, what I got you said, uh, right, Hold on. All right, cricket. <laughs> yes, there was an American drama series on. on on CBS called Picket Fences. Mm-hmm. Okay. That does not sound like a hospital show, but okay. No, it's actually it was I a never show watched. about a, it was a show about a sheriff. Oh, 
Okay. So I, kinda, so like, I was right that there was a show called Picket Fences, but I got the premise completely wrong. Good. Hey. <laughs> because it doesn't sound like a hospital. Well, because it doesn't sound like a hospital show at all. Yeah, I know. If that was a drama. Gotta take it. But, but yeah, so, but like the, the point is, is that like the networks at the time, they knew what night they, they knew what night they were going to draw the audience. That could be that could be another uh, topic for a for a show in the future too, where we talk about like the different uh, uh, you know sitcom lineups for different years and like what you know in like that specific year, like what what day uh, did like NBC rule or ABC rule or CBS rule or whatever as far as like the sitcoms go, or just on fucking powerhouses of sitcoms. Oh yeah, exactly. Because there was a lot of them back in the day. And that's the one thing I miss, uh, too. And that's why, like, we do a lot of the older sitcoms on here. Because I just, I miss those types of shows. Because I used to look forward to, I remember going to school when I was a kid and being like, oh, yeah, tonight I'm going to watch an episode of, like, I'll say Home Improvement. Because Home Improvement was one of my favorite shows back in the 90s. Right. Okay. All right. Tuesday now, night at eight o'clock. That was my thing. Right. And oh, now I love you can go. Home. <laughs> yeah. Now you can go home and go. What? What? What am I going to watch? Because you can watch anything you want. So you yeah. go home deciding. Hey, what show can I watch tonight? Because I can watch any fucking show I want from anywhere. Yeah. So different. So not. It, it, I mean, look, it's great in a way, but it also. It, 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 it uh, again, it really makes ratings just irrelevant in a Be lot well. of conversations. I know it means yep. shit to television and this and that, but, you know, if, if if shows have a problem, you know. They start switching nights. They start switching characters. They start doing this. They start doing that. We know when a show has a problem. Well, and, the, and again, that's the, actually what happened – Go, going back to our, our topic that we haven't really oh, talked about in the last 10 minutes, uh, going back to Night Court, that's what happened to them. Because in the, I believe it was the fifth or, or it was, no, the sixth or seventh season, they started switching nights. They went from Thursday to Wednesday, which is why right. the ratings dropped. Which takes you out of that once again that NBC Thursday night prime prime time spot not just a prime time spot a prime prime time spot because as Doug has been saying and we have been saying the state that they knew their nights and if you're not on that big Thursday night you're going to start to fail a little bit a fall a little bit whichever one you want to put it yeah, exactly. Because again, they're going on. You know, we're saying like you know, eighty, eighty nine, ninety. They're moving to Wednesday nights. Wednesday night was a big night on ABC for you know a little show called Roseanne. <laughs> yeah, little show, right? 
yeah, that, that just hopefully you hinted at the sarcasm there. Uh, yeah, I got it. I got you. Okay. So, I, and that was really a show that I don't think you really wanted to go up against. Well, no. And that show, again, you had the family show. We talked about people wanted to see family shows more. Bang. Yeah. There it was. Yep. Not only your family show, but you had some, again, a couple, couple powerhouse actors on there. Roseanne was definitely a powerhouse as a, as a comedian. And John Goodman became a powerhouse actor during that show. So that was definitely a huge show. Yeah, yeah exactly. you did not want to go again. No, you did not want to go up against that that uh, that power big enough to where they brought that show back, you know, a few years ago, and it was still talked about until Roseanne, you know, we don't, we're not talking about that, but until Roseanne decided to make a bad joke, that show was talked about and talked about and talked about and talked about, right? Even when it came back, so that's how big that show was. You did not want to go against that show, no. No. Exactly. No. Uh, and again, that's, you know, sometimes, uh, and, and I'm pretty sure that Night Court had to switch nights because they had to make room for something else. And I'm pretty sure that something else was Seinfeld. Could have been. Another classic. Yep. Okay. So, again, it's, you know, the decision, you know, the decisions, uh, which I don't know why they couldn't just move Night Court to like, because Family Ties was done in 1989. So just move them to like, you know, Family Ties' 8.30 time slot or whatever. But I, Mm -hmm. that might've been too difficult. I don't know. But does Uh, anybody, because we've only got about uh, 13 plus minutes left. Uh, oh God. Uh, all right. We've only got about uh, 13. Did you have anything else to get into or mind if I bring up something real quick? Go ahead. Bring up whatever you got. We're talking about some of the co-stars or not the co-stars, but the guest stars on that show. Yeah. There was a couple that I loved and I think with, we don't mention them. It would be bad. Uh, season three, you had someone come in as uh, Harry's dad, if I remember correctly. It was John Aston from the original uh, Adams Family episodes. And he was fucking amazing in this show. We had Brent Spiner on this show for a while who played the country bumpkin, if you remember, from Yugoslavia. Yeah, He's, he was data in all the, uh, the, the the Star Trek series, and he was the doctor in Independence Day, if you remember. I know everyone remembers that movie. And I remember, yes. and, and like I said, I, m- I mentioned Yakov Smirnov, who we didn't get into enough, but he started out in season two, or season one, actually, and was an ongoing character for a lot. So this show was kind of, and Gilbert Godfrey was on for uh, uh, one, one when Dan was missing, this show had a lot of reoccurring characters, which wasn't really wasn't really done in the eighties. 
this was kind of different for an 80s show to do with reoccurring guest stars on shows. And uh, I, this is one of the reasons I remember I really have a good memory of this show is from stars like John Astin reoccurring on this show, Yakov Smirnoff, and Brent Spiner, who was uh, Bob Wheeler, Bob and June. Uh, they were great on this show, and those were some of the characters that made me fall in love with this fucking show. And the fact that they came back gave me more love for this show. And I love watching when these characters show up, what they do, and you can see why they brought back every character they did multiple times, because they were fucking great in their roles. So I just wanted to bring that up. Sorry about that. No, that's okay. Yeah, and I know we said we were going to bring it up earlier, but, you know, we kind of got lost in the conversation. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but, yeah, so does anybody else have anything else they want to – does anybody have anything else they want to bring up? Because we got about 10 minutes left uh, before, you know, Blog Talk starts asking us for more money. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Blog Talk's the new payphone, aren't they? <laughs> sure. <laughs> please, add, please add 275 to continue this conversation. <laughs> but I, I'll, I'll say this about Night Court. I absolutely loved this show. It had a great run. Leave me alone. Uh, it had a great run. Nine seasons, which is almost unheard of nowadays. Right. Even your your shows that are exclusively streaming on places only go about three or four seasons. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Five to seven is like the sweet spot at this point. Keep going. What? But uh, what were you saying? Yeah. All right. So, but yeah. So, like now, or but yeah. So this show was fantastic. Obviously, if it's going to do a uh, a 20 rating uh or like a 23, fantastic. I loved it. I loved all the characters. Even the characters that I really like that were my least favorite, I still liked. Mhm. And uh yeah, it was a great show. Yeah. And it was a great uh show. it was a lot of it was a fun show. Yeah. It was a fun show and, to watch. And it's and and the, it's said, the one liners the one liners were great. Bull, you know, Richard yep. Bull, he was phenomenal. Uh but mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And back and, then and I can definitely like, see why this was one of your favorite shows. Yeah, man. It's not just a great show to watch. It's a great show to binge watch. Just sit, find it. And I, I'm, I'm not sure if Doug mentioned it here, but he said it's on Prime right now. You said Prime, right? Yeah, uh, Prime Video, yes. Uh, part of the so uh, freebie, the freebie part of yeah. Prime. Oh, well, dude, if you got a Prime, if, if you got a freebie Prime, go for it. Watch this show. It is worth it. Binge watch it. I promise you, you'll love it. Because I do. It's it's just a great show. Like you said, the one-liners are great. The characters are great. The 
the transition of the characters even helps the show kind of be a good show. But once you get to that fourth season, the fifth season, and they really get their uh, their chemistry with the characters, the show gets even better. In my opinion. Exactly. I uh, couldn't have put it any better myself. Uh, Eric, do you got anything on this? Um, no. Okay. But I do have something else. I just want to say. All right, well, you got it's about six minutes. Kind of hurry the me. fuck up. It's not Eric, related, you, you but... Eric, get a Prime account and watch this shit, will you? I will. Okay. <laughs> Uh, MJF is going to be the new world champion. There you go. I hope so. I do. I it hope so. Oh, that's, 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 that's on right now, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. I probably I'm, should have I'm about drink. Stream, I'm about, no, I can't say what I'm going to do, but yeah. I'm about, I'm about, I'm going to watch it. You you're, you're son you're of a bitch. You're going to jump on Fight TV and watch, Eric. We understand. Absolutely. I did order we understand. it, Doug. You ordered it on Fight TV. You don't have to order it on Fight TV, Eric. You just fucked up right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Eric's going to find a stream, y'all. <laughs> All right. So before, you know, this is why ratings don't matter. Eric, you're why ratings don't fucking matter anymore. Okay. Oh, by the way, uh, I'm why ratings. Young Bucks and, I uh, am Omega. Too by the way, Omega and oh, uh, the Young Bucks didn't win. They didn't? Really? Nope. Really? What the hell is this world coming to? It senses. It looks like they didn't. But I just saw uh, Pac have the have still have the belt. <laughs> oh, the don't worry. they coming to the bosses. Actually, realize they don't need to go over. Holy shit! I mean, shit. No shit. It's about fucking time. I thought I I I, I picked them to win definitely because those guys hate to lose. So good shit. I'll uh. That was probably that the, that's probably their punishment. Uh, might be. I may jump on with Smart and talk that pay per view tomorrow night. I don't know yet. Either that, or I'm, gonna, uh, I'm probably going to do Hollywood Hangout like I'm supposed to. But yeah, don't you make the yeah. rules? What do you mean supposed to? I don't know. <laughs> um, there's so many things Bobby, I'm, I'm supposed to do. I might just do two don't shows tomorrow. That. What? Yeah, why not? Right. Listen, I've got the uh, I've got the mixer, which means I run the shows. You're right, guys. I should fucking remember that sometimes. Okay, so <laughs> again, because we are running short on time, box. Where the fuck can we find you? You can find me Wednesday nights. You can find me on Wrestling Outlet. That's right. You can go check out YouTube for that right there, Wrestling Outlet, or you can go on Apple anywhere else. You can find that right there. Uh, Apple, Google, anywhere you find podcasts. And Sunday nights, I'm right there doing the same thing on Hollywood Hangout, and I'm talking movies. Not every Sunday night. I know I'm lazy, but weekends just, I need them so bad. But anyway, that's where you can find me. And I understand what you're saying about weekends, because I'm doing six days a week now, and it's fucking killing me. Uh, 
dude, I, I, I've got fucking three kids. Of, uh, it's just so tough. Yeah. So tough. Oh, I can, I, I can only imagine. I can only but imagine. I get it done. And the reason the show is Wrestling Outlet is because it is my outlet on on Wednesday nights, and I uh, I really appreciate it. But Hollywood Hangout, I will definitely be on Sunday, and I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do Hollywood Hangout tomorrow. I've been dying to do Live Aid, and um, I think it's going to be fun. Obviously from 1985, since we're talking about the 80s. Right. So right. I'm doing the Live Aid, so there you go. All right, so make sure you're listening to that. All right, catch us Friday nights. 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time for un- the Unscripted Wrestling Podcast on blogtalkradio.com slash everything unscripted. This upcoming Friday night, Daniel and I are going to do a Rick Rude versus Sting feud retrospective. Oh. All right, nice. I Next, like it. Yeah, I, I can't wait for that. Next Saturday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, same channel for Unscripted Unlimited. We are going to do a cartoon Survivor Series. Ooh. So we're going to book it. We're going to, you know, put the matches together, which I've really fallen behind on because I would have had the whole fucking thing figured out by now. But I've just been so busy. Uh, but that's going to be next. Uh, that's going to be next Saturday show. Tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern time for the Stabcast with Daniel and Mindy. I forgot what movie they're going to do, uh, so I'm going to be in trouble. But, uh, uh, oh, well, I'll deal with the punishment. Monday, 7 p.m. Oh, shit. Uh, Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, here on on the web cave, Daniel and Bobby are going to have another superhero face-off. It's going to be Batman versus Spider-Man. Uh, mm. They're going to mm. do a debate. They're going to have three judges. I'm pretty sure I'm one of them. Uh, and then it's five rounds. And then we're going to decide the winner. Then, of course, you'll have... mm. shut up. I'm almost done. Uh, then we have Eric and Clinic this week for NFL Hard Hits. They're going to review. Uh, the huh? No NFL Hard Hits this week. Clinic is working this week. You busy. Okay. Very good. All right. We've got 45 seconds left. I got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. So, later, all right. All right. You, later. Boxman, thank you so much for being on. We appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate that. So, uh, there you go. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. All right. I got to hit the button here. All right. Good night, guys. Get it. Good night. <laughs>